Welcome back everyone to the It Gets Better podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Atkinson. And today we have an amazing guest, John Anthony. And he is such an inspiration from growing up gay and being bullied at a young age all the way through high school. He's developed a passion for helping people remember that they are worth worthy of having the life they desire and all of their biggest dreams, despite what you have been through. He is honestly an expert at all things of stepping into your authentic self, manifestation, healing, and creating your dream life. So thank you so much for being here oh wow mic drop on that intro thank you so much for having me now I want to share with you something and I wanted to wait I was introduced to you I think when you were on um Annie's channel yes and I said I I would love to film a video with that girl one day and look where we are so cool and you you know we um we, I reached out to you because I struggled with imposter syndrome and you were just so sweet. And I'm really excited that this is my first podcast that I'm being a guest on. So I love how everything aligns and this in itself for anyone watching is a manifestation success story. So I'm yes. super duper excited. And I'm sure this will be your first podcast of many. So uh, I, I don't know. Fingers crossed. It will be. It will be. I feel like um, every time I watch your content, I'm like, you're so inspirational. You're very good at making it relatable and understandable and just making people feel excited about their lives, excited about healing. So I don't know. I feel like you're going to do really big uh, things. Yeah. I love healing so much. So I'm excited to talk about it. Ah, okay. So first I thought we could talk a little bit about your journey, your story. If you want to like walk us through like what your life story was. Okay, so I'm probably going to give a little trigger warning because I can get deep. Okay. Uh, we're probably going to talk about body, body dysmorphia, unaliving thoughts, anxiety, and all that stuff. So I guess I can talk up to the point where I it, it led to my breaking point. So growing up, I always was just, was just like weird. Like I made people like, who is that? You know, I was always out there. I was always labeled as extra crazy musical theater, drama, sports. I was, you could never like put me in a box. And then I, you know, went through elementary school and then people started, you know, oh my God, he's not normal. Basically people knew that I was gay before I even knew what being gay was. Mm -hmm. And I remember, this is so embarrassing to share. I remember going, being dropped off at daycare because my mom was a single parent and I went straight to the brats. I was a brats boy, brats over dolls, any day. That's how kind of crazy and wild I was. And, you know, to me, during that time period, I was just following my intuition, following my heart, what I love to do. So here's the only little boy at 10 years old playing with brats and every other boy is over here playing with cars and roughhousing. And I'm over here brushing, you know, brushing the brats hair and being creative with their outfits. So at the youngest age I can possibly remember, I was always different. And then I remember this specific memory, like it was yesterday, it was fifth grade, and I was outside recess playing on the playground. Two of my friends came up to me and were like, so are you gay? I'm like, what is like, what is that? Like, what is that? Newsflash, yes, I am. So then high school is where it gets really, really bad because, you know, people that age are really mean. And I mm-hmm. now, I, that's why I like, take when people are being bullied so I take it so personal because a you're just hurting people because you're hurt and no one deserves to be bullied like I don't know it's just like a special place in my heart so high school starts and this is where everything kind of went downhill you know coming out of the closet kind of has its own you know struggles and I even felt like I wasn't accepted in the gay community itself because of my weight like every 
gay person that I know is so attractive and I just hated the way that I looked because I was bullied from like my body I was never skinny ever since I stopped doing sports at a young age I gained my weight and then I was being bullied and then that led to kind of like my binge eating disorder and I didn't know what was happening at the time all I knew was that food was like the only thing that made me feel good in that moment so I kept consuming food in a very very unhealthy way and um the bullying at my high school specifically got very, very bad. You know, they were picking on me because, you know, my mom's a single, you know, parent and we never really had the nicest clothes. So I remember everyone was shopping at the mall and I was shopping at Walmart, nothing wrong with that. But, you know, my style, like I wanted to be shopping at the mall. Like I wanted nice things, but I was shopping in the clearance section at Walmart. So I was being bullied for the way that I dressed, you know, and then being bullied in itself, it sent me into like a, social anxiety so I was also being bullied for like being anti-social anti-weird I mean for being weird and then um you know being a theater kid loving to sing no guy in high school was singing no guy in high school at the time was you know doing theater so I got bullied for that and then um I was really just like what's the point of living like what is the point of living and that is when the suicidal thoughts became really really bad because at that point in my life also, there was no stable fatherly figure in my life. I don't know my father. And every man that my mother would date was a little bit homophobic, mm. you know? So I, I never, ever really felt safe. And total transparency up until like this day, and I still struggle with this, I will kind of find myself apologizing for my sexuality when I'm around my straight friends. So like, for example, it's like, oh my God, like, am I making them, you know, uncomfortable for being gay? Do they even want to be around me? Like, I find myself apologizing for my sexuality and I'm still working with that. But, um, oh, I lose my train of thought. Um, yeah, so high school suicide ideation, really bad. And then no matter how dark it got, there was some sort of little candle flame, like, no, like, you are here for a reason, like, use this pain, use, use the people putting you down as fuel, as fire, and then I found your story, and then I really resonated with, like, the things that you would share, I'm like, okay, like, I think I found you right when you got engaged. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I was like, okay, like, because also, I struggled in love, because I have so much negative views around my body like I can't be worthy because my body is overweight so I was okay like she found love she made it out you can too so no matter how dark it got there was something like a little light inside of me like keep going keep going keep going and then I found this whole kind of healing journey where we are today wow okay that is a lot to unpack um do you care if I ask a few questions before we go no ask whatever okay so you talked about your mom's boyfriends and how they were a little homophobic. Um, do you think that is why you are uh, apologetic about your sexuality today? Oh, for sure. For sure. Wow. It was like so many comments, you know, so many just like negative comments just thrown every single day. And I'm like, all I know is that I didn't be, I didn't be asked to be this way. And why would I go through all this ridicule and bullying if I can change it? there were some nights where I would literally pray to what I thought, what I resonated with as God at the time to take the gayness away because I, I didn't mm-hmm. want to be bullied. Like I was so over it for sure. Like the, the male figures that I had in my life at the time definitely played a big 
role. And that's why I'm also so passionate about like getting people to recognize and look back at their childhood, because even though we can't blame, you know, our the, the adults in our life, we learned it from them. Mm. But at the same time, it doesn't make it true. You know, we take on certain people's limiting beliefs, for example, you know, what, whatever they thought about gay people at the time, like, that's their true, that's their beliefs, doesn't make it true for me. And it doesn't mean everyone out there hates me because I'm gay, you know what I mean? Yeah, and it's actually interesting that you mentioned the shopping at Walmart thing, because I also grew up with um, it was kind of similar. I grew up with a single mom. I don't know my dad. I'd met him like once or twice when I was really young. Um, so we also, all of my clothes came from Walmart. And like you said, it's like looking back now, I'm like, okay, well, my mom was doing her best, but mm-hmm. it's crazy. Like in, when you're younger, how much of a, how much that impacts you? Because it's like the other kids know, like they know that you're not wearing the same clothes they are in high and school there's... and middle school kids are mean. Yep. Yeah. And that's like one of the biggest dreams that I have is like, it'd be so cool if, do you remember, I don't know if your school did this, but like they would have like speakers come to school and like mm-hmm. try to like, that'd be so cool for me if like setting this manifestation, setting this intention that if I can go back to my school and talk to those kids, like, because everything starts when you're young. And I keep forgetting that I'm young, I'm 23. But I feel like if we could reach a younger generation, this world would be such like, a more better place because everything starts at that age yes I wish that and I don't know if they don't or if they do but I wish parents also of their kids like if, if I ever was to have kids one day I don't know if I will but if I did I feel like I would want to really instill in my kids like it doesn't matter what some other kid is wearing like it it doesn't matter what they got for Christmas versus what you got mm-hmm. for I just and it's so sad that I don't know if that starts at home or what because I always like when I was younger I was like all oh, these kids just don't like me because of this but once you get older you start to realize it, that has nothing to do with the kind of friendships you make. Um, and I always wondered if parents realize when they're like talking to their kids, how that affects them. Because I feel like I have met when I was younger, I met a few um, parents who would be like, oh, you can't like afterwards when they would, would find out where I lived because I was I lived in like, quote unquote, like a bad mm-hmm. area of our town um, and like a Habitat for Humanity house, which is like a government owned housing. And once they would find that out, I remember my friends be like, oh, my mom said I can't hang out with you anymore. And I think back to that. And I'm like, I wonder if those parents realize like you're setting your child up to think I can only be around someone based off their financial status versus teaching kids to be around people based off, are they kind? Are they, you know, a good person? And I think that, like you said, everything starts when we're kids. And I think a lot of that fear and hate for people who are different than us starts with little things like that. Like, oh, you can't hang out with this person because X, Y, or Z. So I don't know. I think parenting is a, is a big thing. So I think you being able to go back to a school and do that would be a huge help because a lot of kids, they don't, I'm not saying their parents aren't good role models. I don't know. I'm not in their home, but I think it's good to have, to see someone outside of your bubble, like, you know, outside of your home life, someone who's not just your mom and your dad or your grandparents or whoever raises you with their views, having someone else you can look up to be like, Hey, just so you know, it's okay to be different. It's okay to Mm -hmm. dress like this. It's okay to have friends that aren't just like you. Um, and realize that not everything they're taught as kids is correct. It's funny. You said that because I also still hold guilt. Shame is the better word because all of my friends still come from a two-parent household and they don't necessarily have to pay for like the little things like their phone bill and their cars. And like, I have to be very, not responsible, but I have to be in some way responsible. And I can't always just like 
throw my money around. So in that way, like I still do kind of feel like a burden, like, hey, like I have bigger, I have bigger responsibilities, but also and bigger dreams. Like I don't want to just be out here like throwing money because my mom is paying my phone bill because she's not, you know? So in that way, also growing up with a single parent has really helped me be responsible and set me up kind of for the real world. And to piggyback off what you said, I do think that some parents aren't aware also because the way that they were growing up, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So everything is kind of passed down because I I know a few older people that are parents and just hearing them talk, I'm like... I can't like what do you think about me like I I was in that situ- like situation so I do think that even some parents need a wake-up call I think so because I, I that's a good point because I have friends who would mention like oh yeah like I don't want to mention like their parent or like how they wouldn't want to hang out with someone who looks like this or dresses like this and I sometimes it makes you want to say like oh well that was me when I was younger I hear friends of mine now be like oh well my mom was just trying to protect me from saying like don't sit next to this kid I'm like yeah but I was that kid and those kids they're just kids. It's those kids, in my opinion, that also need the the friendship and the love because yes. clearly something might be happening at home where they don't have the best home life or maybe they do come from a single parent household where they the parent is doing their best but can't always provide what they need. So it yes. like we need to be extra kind to those kids mm-hmm. that don't have that have it worse than us. Absolutely. In my opinion. I feel like we just got into such a beautiful topic that I think a lot of people need to hear. Um, But I do want to hear more about your life now. So talk to me more about your breakthrough journey when you realized, you know, because you were saying you struggled with, you know, like on the living idea. Am I saying that right? Like ideation? Ideation, yeah. Um, When you came to the term, you're like, no, I have something bigger inside of me. I deserve to be here. I want to live and be my brightest self. Like, Take me through like that journey. So the whole I deserve to be here, I can't really, it was just like a, like a innate feeling. Like I believed, I always believed in a higher power. To me, a higher power, what resonates to me is like, there's just like, I don't know. It's just, just something up there. Like I'm here for a reason. Like this life is the fact that we have this beating heartbeat and like nature, there's something more to this. So I was always like, you know what? I'm here for a reason. And I, if I just quit, you know, if I just quit, I'm giving all the people that doubted me the power. They have won. But if I continue to just push through, then I'm taking my power back. So it was, to be honest, it's kind of like a fog, but I can try to walk you through. So I, one day, this I feel like this is so common with a lot of people. A video around manifestation just popped up. And I'm pretty sure it was um, Aaron Dowdy. And then I just like got sucked into the whole rabbit hole, found you, found Annie, and just was like, oh my God, this, it was almost like, out of desperation like at that first point where I was introduced to the law of attraction I didn't know if it was going to work so it was almost out of like desperation like I'm already at rock bottom what else do I have to lose and that's like the whole thing about you cannot have a breakthrough without a breakdown you know what I mean so that was my first spiritual journey like just so much pain and recognizing that I've always been worthy despite what everyone said and then I had to like re-parent myself and work through all of those limiting beliefs around my sexuality, my body, you know, the thoughts like, I do deserve to be here. And it's okay, what's my passion? So I always love to sing. So TikTok became a thing. This is around like the whole pandemic. So 2017, 2019, I kind of just, that's like the peak of like the eating disorder, the anxiety. I didn't even want to walk to my mailbox because I didn't want people seeing how overweight I was. 
how unattractive I was, how ugly I was. And those were all the things that I was thinking about myself. Every time I would see my reflection through a mirror, through, you know, my iPhone camera, oh, I'm so ugly. Oh, I'm the grossest human being on the planet. And I still struggle with those thoughts because that's how deep rooted they were in there ever since like third grade. So 2019, 2019 to like early pandemic, that's when I was like really going through like the healing journey. And healing is not all rainbows and unicorns and sunshine. It's like, chaos so then my friend was like you should download tiktok and at this time tiktok was just like musically like lip syncing so i was like not my thing no and then i ended up downloading it and then i started singing on it but the singing videos because i was just shooting in the dark got some hate which i don't really mind now because no matter who tells me i can't sing it's something that I'm always going to do. I can't stop it. So you might, I don't care. Like, you know what I mean? So we tried to post a few things. And then basically I posted my first tarot card reading, blew up, got 9 million views. And then I started seeing these comments that were complimenting my personality. So it was like, oh my God, am I like, am I like a good person? Like, okay, like, wow, maybe I do deserve to be here. You know what I mean? Like, I, it was just the complete opposite of what I was told. And I wish I didn't need that validation, but it did get me to see, hmm, okay, maybe there, there is more to me than just my looks. Looks can be worked on, but the fact that they were commenting on how amazing my energy was and my personality was, that obviously means more because you can't change a personality. So I was like, okay, like this healing thing is working, this healing journey is working, and I'm just showing up doing what I love. And then I stuck with the, the tarot card readings, and now I'm introducing me singing again. And it's just like, it's a whole beautiful thing. Um, what was what was the question? <laughs> just hearing more about your journey. So starting from the, like continuing, like basically your breakthrough journey and all that. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, like this manifestation thing is real. Okay. Like another thing I forgot to talk to you about I was online ever since 2009. Videos okay. got nowhere, but like the first video I ever uploaded to YouTube was me lip syncing to Kesha, okay? Oh, Cringy in that, there was parts, there was like years where I thought that was cringy, but now I'm like, I don't even care. I was just following my heart. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's when I would like upload my first YouTube video. And then I've always experimented with my content. But in high school, the kids were watching my YouTube videos in class in front of me and laughing. So Aww. I built up a belief system that being seen, taking up space, being seen online isn't safe. And I still struggle with that till this day, you know? Um, so yeah, I forgot to mention that. So the fact that I was getting so many positive comments, I was like, hmm. and there was always a part of me where I always knew that I was going to help people. Like I, always knew that I was going to have, I hate this word, but followers. And I always knew that I was just going to just inspire people. I just didn't know how I was going to do it. And then I was like, okay, people resonated with my past. There's people out there that need guidance. And the one thing that breaks my heart is knowing that people are out there going through what we've gone through alone. And even though mm -hmm. we are probably alone at the same time, it's like, I don't want anyone to go through what we've been through alone because I know how dark and I know how scary that is. So then I was like, okay, like I got my life, uh, my life code certification and right when the pandemic, cause well, there was nothing else to do. I was like, you know what? My work shut down. Let me take this time to get my um, certificate in life coaching. Got that. And that's where I kind of am today. It just like, I have so much passion for just like 
making people realize that they are worthy despite what what anyone has ever told them in the past. It really, I, love that. I just wish I could help everyone on this planet, but unfortunately, the planet I mean, is too- I feel like you're probably helping a lot. Also, I just realized Cup Twins, <laughs> the same one. Um, so. One thing I noticed that you said is that in order to have a breakthrough, you usually have to have a breakdown and that when you're looking for that manifestation content online, you said that you were almost like desperate. I think that's interesting because so that's how it was for me as well. Mm-hmm. I remember I discovered Les Brown. I'm not sure if you know who he is, but he's like- Was he in The Secret? I don't think so. Because he's like, it's like older content. I think his content, some of it came out in like the 90s and stuff. Oh, I have um, to look him up. Yeah, it's good. It's really good. It's like really before they used the term manifestation. So I didn't even know it was called that yet. Um, but I was like super, I was very depressed and I was very negative. And I was dating this guy whose mom was into the law of attraction and into like, you know, personal development. And she, I think she just took an interest in me and was like, Hey, you should look up. And she gave me all these like, like public speakers to look up online. And I looked into Les Brown and I remember feeling like, exactly what you said like I don't know if this is going to work but I have nothing to lose and I think that's maybe why it works so well is because we are like okay I'm going all in because what do I have to lose where I think sometimes people when they go when they go into this stuff if they're like okay but I have everything like they think they're going to lose something Mm -hmm. I think if you can go into it from the beginning thinking like what do I have to lose if you're someone that's very skeptical of spirituality healing manifestation any of it I do think going into it with that mindset of like why not goes a long way because yeah. you really do have nothing to lose by just trying it out. Um, but I feel like you, there were so many things that you touched on that I want to go deeper into for anyone who's listening that, you know, is looking for advice. So let's start with healing. So if there's someone who's listening right now, who is at the very beginning of their healing journey, uh, what would you tell them? Any tips, any advice? I would tell them to buckle up because it's going to get scary. Um Okay. And the so the healing journey is so different and so unique and so personal to you know the person. What would I tell? Oh, that's a good one. I know. Any tips? You you can think about it too. You can think on it. I'm trying. I don't even like the first thing that I did was just like watch watch a video. But I think one of the biggest things is becoming aware of like. your programming like I could sit here and be like oh I love myself no I didn't love myself be very aware and honest of what you think about yourself what you think about all the areas of life including your relationships whether that be platonic romantic the relationship with your body I know do you feel like you're worthy of love like what's your thought pattern around love success you know for example, I've know, known that I've always was worthy, but something that came up recently was I feel like I have to struggle because I've learned that from my mom mm-hmm. because being a single parent, like I could say that like, I deserve success. I'm a good human. I know my heart, but I feel like I have to like uphill climb to get that. I have to struggle. So it's also being very aware of the thoughts that you are thinking and the stories and the identity. For the longest time I was you know, clinging on to the identity of I am not worthy because of my sexuality and my body specifically, you know, I would scroll social media and be like, oh, they're so attractive. They're so pretty. They're so hot. And I'd be like, I'm not, you know, that's why I'm not getting anywhere. That's why nothing is growing. So yeah, the first step I would say is become aware of your identity and your thought patterns and your beliefs. And if you, once you become aware of them, if you notice that they're pretty negative, like they're not 
um, they're not in your best interest. How would you go about working on that? Is it just recognition or how would you go about, I don't know, yeah. starting to change those? So the next step for me would be like, okay, like, for example, I've learned that I have to struggle from my mother. I think I'm not worthy because of people telling me that I'm ugly. And then this gets so deep. This is why like, I love talking about spirituality because everything kind of connects. But the longer you kind of repeat those thoughts, like, oh, I'm ugly, everyone like rejects me, like you're going to get evidence in your life around those thoughts, right? Oh my God, I'm just, everything is everything is connecting. I need to stay, I need to stay on track. No, you're doing but, this. Is, I love when people go on tangents. It's the best. But when you realize that those experiences only happen based off of your beliefs, you take your power back. So now it's like, okay, I know what I was thinking. Now, my favorite way to kind of reprogram the subconscious mind is I love EFT tapping and I saw you were getting your certificate. So that's yes. something that we also have in common. I'm working on getting my certificate, but I incorporate that in my practice. I think it's so powerful. I love EFT tapping, breathwork, meditation. Um, what else do I do? It's really, I'm kind of really magical and crazy. I kind of, I, I'm very ritualistic i love just like okay. doing my yin yoga outside in the nature like it's all personal to you basically what i always tell my clients you have to find things that that really help you someone might not resonate with eft someone might not resonate with breathwork all i ask is that you know you try it you mm -hmm. know so like i said eft breathwork meditation yoga working working out that was a pivotal moment when I really started getting self-love was when I stepped into a gym for the first time in 2019, the gym five minutes away from my house. I cannot believe I forgot about that. So like also working out, eating healthier, you know, just being a little bit more conscious of what you're putting in your body. Because for me, it's like, I was working out. Yes. In the beginning I was working out because I wanted people to think I was attractive, but then the longer, I, the more I stuck to it, I was like, holy, holy crap. Like I actually love myself. I, I'm proud of myself. I love myself. I'm proud of, you know, having discipline in some area of my life and not completely giving up. And then that that helped me build up a fundamental belief of actually I am worthy. And then like, so it's like building blocks. You have to start somewhere. For me, stepping into the gym kind of, it was a snowball effect. Working out, eating cleaner. Okay, let's do, let's breath work, meditation, yoga, EFT tapping. And these are the things I still do today. So it's like trying new things, see what works out, see what works for you, see what, you know, really makes your energy feel alive and see what doesn't and throw the rest out. Okay. That was so much. I feel like there's so many good. Yeah, like, I talk so much. I'm so <laughs> no, the more, no, that's perfect. That's what we need. Um, So I also, I have a few other things because I know it's already been like half an hour, but I want to ask you a few yeah, more yeah, questions. Yeah. Um, So also... But if you if you need to go anytime, don't worry. But no, I'm, I'm free. So um, you too. talked about when you went to the gym, you started realizing, okay, I do love myself. For someone who is struggling with self love and like being there, because also you mentioned you were so afraid to be yourself. Because when you were younger, like the brat stalls, and you're like, I didn't. You like when when you were a child, we just are ourselves. We just do. And as we get older, people kind of like. I don't want to like not like metaphorically beat on us and make us feel like we have to put that part of us away. Um, is sure. there anything you did that kind of brought your authentic self back out or do, did it just kind of happen over time? For me, I've, I've, so like when you say like things I did, like for me, it really feels just following my heart. I kept singing. I kept showing up online crazy, like extra, like that is me. What you see online is me in real life. 
probably even a little bit more censored because I'm also very vulgar and very sassy. So just not giving it, not giving an F, you know what I mean? Just being like, you know what? People tear me down for every little thing. People are going to talk about you no matter what you're doing. You could be donating millions of dollars to every charity and people will still find a reason to talk bad about you. So why don't I just do what I love to do, singing and inspiring people and, you know, everything spirituality and just living a magical, authentic life. And I don't care because at the end of the day, nothing is temporary. We might as well just do what makes us happy and be amazing people at the same time. I love that. Did that answer the question? No, yes, you absolutely answered the question. (laughs) (laughs) You're so funny. (laughs) I love it. Um, I also, you're like really big into manifestation, right? Yeah. So it's like every day. Oh, I love that. Okay. So what are your biggest like manifestation tips? Um, anything at all. I would love to hear if you have manifestation practices, any manifestation stories that you want to brag on anything like that. I live a very conscious life and it did not happen overnight. And this can, do you, as a creator in this space, do you see the debate around law of assumption and law of attraction? I do. I do all the time. And this is where I kind of get like, because I believe in certain parts. Okay. I don't like how the law of assumption kind of says that you don't need to heal. I love healing and I think that you need to heal. Okay. I think that why wouldn't you want to heal? Why wouldn't you want to work through your traumas? Why would you just want to walk around negative all the time? But then I also believe in the whole conscious think thoughts like you already have your desires. And I kind of go back and forth. This is going to be very complex. So let's buckle up. So my manifestation practices, again, I feel like everything helps me manifest. So for example, when I do yoga, it's releasing negative energy, old emotions out of my body. I feel much more lighter. Therefore, I feel much more happier at a higher vibration. I like to do a visualization in the morning, right when I wake up around, for me, it's nothing specific. It kind of looks like my dream life so there's like many multiple goals you know so it's nothing specific i'm not really trying to manifest love in that area i just want to see what the universe kind of gives me i know what i do want i know what i don't want i'm not out here trying to manifest a specific person but if my gym crush wants to slide into my dms that's all i'm saying (laughs) um so yeah visualization in the morning eat tapping in the morning yoga in the morning i'm very anal about my morning routine okay i love my morning routine that's also another beneficial thing like how do people just wake up out of bed and go about their day like absolutely not i feel like that's why a lot of people are miserable like you need to have a morning routine and i'm not saying it has to be like this cute little pinterest the hour morning routine again do you just enjoy the simple sound of your coffee and do you like to read a book find something that where you can put yourself first anyway another tangent so yeah Um, Also, I love scripting. I love just like writing down my goals to kind of just be like, okay, even if I'm not 100% where I want to be right now, this is what we're working towards. And I write my goals down in the present tense. Um, And all throughout my day, I am very conscious of being like, okay, how embodying almost like my dream self, my future self. So if I had the quote unquote perfect life, I wouldn't be rude. I wouldn't be miserable. I wouldn't be angry. So I try to live each and every moment kind of 
to the happiest I can be. I'm not saying I don't get angry, I don't get annoyed, but I just try to be a little bit more mindful of my energy and of my attitude towards people because at the end of the day, everyone is just doing their best. You know, even the person that flips us off or cuts us off or curses us out for no reason, at the end of the day, they're probably just mad because some reason maybe they're not happy and they're grinding away trying to chase another dollar living paycheck to paycheck everyone kind of has their own baggage so i try to be a nice person as much as i can um because you know if you had your dream relationship you wouldn't be angry if you had that bank account if you had a thriving business you would probably just be happy so that's why i try to embody that and i also keep my thoughts in check where this is where a little bit of the law of assumption comes in. This is more of a conscious vibe. So if I was trying to manifest, for example, 1 million followers on TikTok, I would think not all the time, not every day, but whenever I get triggered, oh, like maybe I'm like, oh, like my views are down. Whenever I think about my manifestation, I would just be like, oh, I'm so happy and so grateful. I'm reaching more people. I'm inspiring more people. My content is getting seen. So whenever I think, oh, my TikTok views are down, I'm like, nope, like, I'm reaching more people. People are, you know, resonating with my content. People are telling me how much of an impact I'm making. So that is kind of my manifestation routine. Nothing too serious. Okay. Meditation at meditation at night because you need to clear out that energy. Mm, um, okay. breath, breath work at night because I I can't go to bed angry because in my opinion okay. you're probably just gonna wake up in that state. Mm. You know what I mean? And then also basically I feel like I just do the same thing in the morning at night. Yoga okay. at night, journaling really, sorry, yeah. No, you're good. Um, So do you, Um, just just curious, do you prefer meditation in the morning or night better? If you had to pick I one. would say definitely morning, definitely morning, okay. definitely morning, because it sets, it sets the tone for the day. Okay. That's another, that's another thing, like people just wake up <laughs> out of bed. If, depending on how you went to bed, you're probably going to wake up in that mood. So mm. you can always reset in the morning, like when I meditate in the morning, when I do my visualization for my dream life, it's like, I'm on it, like I'm happy, I'm thriving. And if if you don't know where to start in your meditation, I still do guided meditations. I love that because it makes me feel accomplished. Like I'm accomplishing something. Like I can sit down and say, okay, I'm gonna do this for 10 minutes, go throughout your day. You know, if I, I were just that. to sit there and meditate on my own, I would just get lost for like hours. So if you're new to manifestation and watching this, guided meditations are so easy, you can find any tools on YouTube, EFT tapping, breathwork, guided meditation. There's no reason not to heal. Let's start a healing journey now. I So true. All the time people are like, well, how do I meditate? How do I find, find this? I'm like, everything is on YouTube. Like every, all, when people ask me like, how did you learn this? Or that? I'm like, I learned, like, I didn't go to college. I mean, I went for a semester and I dropped me out. Me too. I didn't and go. I didn't go. I was like, I learned everything I did, like how to be a YouTuber, all of it. I learned it through YouTube and Google. I'm like, mm-hmm. you can figure out everything on the internet. Like if you, if you are resourceful, I feel like that is a quality that will take people really far in life. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, and it's one thing we were talking, we were talking about manifestation. Um, you mentioned like the law of attraction, law of assumption. I actually don't know a lot about the differences. Would you want to, did you, if, if you want to yeah. uh, explain the differences between them real quick? Okay, so lava assumptioners tend to be a little bit feisty. So if I don't, if I don't know any a lot or everything, please don't come for me. Again, manifestations, personal, okay, yes. and different things work for different people. So the law of assumption, they really focus on your assumptions. So what you're thinking, mm. it has a little touch of delusion. So okay, let's try to think of an example that's not toxic. <laughs> we'll use we'll use my TikTok. So let's say my TikTok views are stuck at like 200 in my head i'm like nope my videos are getting 1 million views 
everything I post is getting is going viral, it's making impact, like your thoughts, like you're thinking those thoughts. Not all day, but you're it's more conscious. So you're okay. consciously manifesting. I feel like with the law of attraction, like you're working through your subconscious mm. and the law of assumption is a little bit more conscious. And in my opinion, sometimes depending on who you're listening to, bypasses kind of like the healing. Mm. It's a lot, it's it's a lot more in depth, but that's how I can simply explain it because I'm not a law of assumption expert at all. And they tend to be a little bit feisty. I was gonna say something I kind of felt, which I'm like, again, now I didn't know they were feisty. So I'm like, if, if I'm getting it wrong, don't come for me. But I feel like law of, from because I was always a law of attraction gal. And I feel like law of attraction is how you want your life to feel as well. Not yeah. it's like materialistic things can come, but like it's all about like like you said, the routines and feeling good. But to me, a law of assumption is just like things 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 and I'm yes, like, that's yeah a but way to... if you get all of those things but you haven't healed you're still going to be miserable exactly 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 so i actually so, i'm sorry a lot of assumptioners <laughs> but um, <laughs> so sorry don't cover us but that's the also like to me it's the same thing like if i want to like mm. i don't like this division like i think it's good you you you're when you think thoughts that align with what you want, you're becoming that person so to me there, there shouldn't be any law of assumption law of attraction it's all just manifestation just yeah. different kind of things and perspectives and you got to find what works for you I, I me that. i love healing i love the breath work i love the meditation i love the eft tapping me too this, i don't care i don't care <laughs> i love that okay so for our final question if there's someone who's listening or for anyone that's listening if you could give them one piece of advice without knowing who these people are your final piece of like here's what someone needs to know what would that be um, so much okay um <laughs> oh my god the spotlight i know i, I always do this one at the end i just would love to say like no matter what your story is no matter what you've been through no matter how dark your life was or will get or is, you deserve to be here and you deserve to live out like your dharma, like your life's purpose. You deserve to shine. You deserve to take up space. You deserve to share your talents with the world. Okay, don't do a, the universe a disservice by letting your talents stay dormant. Please do the world a gift and share your talents. Do not care what anyone says. Because like I said, people are going to talk about you no matter what you do. You might as well just do what you want to do and one more thing mm -hmm. if people if people put you down for shining that's because your light is just illuminating their shadow illuminating the fact that they are not doing what they really want to do with life okay so that's nothing nothing is personal you just shine as bright as you want be all, be the, your most authentic self and go out there and manifest your dream life period i love that okay i feel like that was perfect so for everyone who wants to find you uh, where can they find you? Do you have anything you're offering right now? Anything like that? Oh, yeah. So my everything is on my TikTok and Instagram, and they're all the same. John Anthony Savino, all one word, no spaces. Basically, in any of those links and bios, you can find my coaching, my soul guidance, tarot readings. Everything is so simple to find. But Instagram, TikTok, John Anthony Savino. My TikTok okay. is a little bit more popping than my Instagram. So okay. just, just, yeah, Instagram, TikTok. 
All right. And I'll have all the links I'll put in the description for you guys listening, um, whether it's on YouTube or the show notes, I'll have links to your TikTok, your Instagram. I'll put your link in bio link and everything so they can like find everything directly. Um, so, they can so much. Come watch all your wonderful content and work with you. Um, but I just want to say this was such a good episode. Uh, did you have such... fun? Yeah. Yes. You have such like a, um, an affectious energy. It was like, it was perfect. So well, I think thank you so you much. So much for yes. having me. Thank you so much to everyone listening. Thank you to John Anthony. Um, and oh God, I'm like, I'm like blushing. Don't even blush. <laughs> you guys are going to love him. So go check out his content. Um, and I will talk to you guys next week.